to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Lady friends, Julie Graham here, co-host of This Grit and Grace Life, and I'm also an average single mom who is admittedly still getting used to the whole single mom gig. And um, can I just say I'm a little bit on the struggle bus? Oh, of course you are. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I'll just be there for a while and I'm kind of okay with it. Yeah. And I am Darlene Brock and I am the mother of two adult daughters. And I can tell you, my house became clean when they went to college. Oh, so there is light at the end of the tunnel. There is. Yeah. So a lot of years away. But that's okay. Just know that one day you can clean your house again. Well, there you go. Well, today we are going to deliver, as promised a few episodes back, some specific help to the mama who is trying to do all of the things and newsflash, it cannot be done. But there are some handy hacks that we're going to share with you today that will hopefully make life a little bit easier, at least in a couple different areas. Real quick though, Dar, can you tell us what a hack is since I'm so proud of you for knowing now? Yeah, it's something to make your life easier, simpler, and to execute well, correct? Am I yeah, in the ballpark? Yeah, that's like a little handy shortcut. Yeah, there you go. And I mean, didn't you get through your, especially those younger years with your kids on shortcuts? Oh, are you kidding? My life was a shortcut. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, going to work full time and traveling a lot and raising the kids and thinking that I needed to do everything in their lives. I was always looking for an easier way. And we mamas are still doing the same thing. Um, And thankfully, our generation, thankfully, or maybe not so thankfully, we have the Pinterest that is just full of all kinds of ideas that you either love or you feel completely overwhelmed by. I tend toward the second side of that, like, oh, look at all the things that I'm not doing. Go me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I know if I'm looking for a specific solution, I can go right there and find 7,498 options. Yes, you can. And some of them are great. Some of the hacks are really good ideas for how to deal with just the simple things in life. Well, let's start with just kind of some generic, basic things that we found that we thought, oh my goodness, everyone needs to know this hack. Okay. Let me start with freezing your stuffed animals. Why would you do that? Yes. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Tell me. I do remember having piles of stuffed animals that have sat in the corner forever with, you know, child drool, dog drool, (laughs) you know, you just name all the grossness and the bugs that are in them. Okay. So okay. I, re- I saw Gross. this the other day and thought I probably would have loaded my freezer up with these because, you know, all the dust mites, all the little bugs, they, they freeze and they're dead. So you put your kids' stuffed animals in the freezer. So where's the subsequent hack for those of us whose freezers are filled to the brim? Then slowly they go, the, the stuffed animals go out the back door. Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, but that's so interesting. So yeah. if you do happen to have that extra freezer, maybe you just let, you know, Tommy and Buggy and whatever the different teddy bears names are, each take a turn overnight <laughs> in the freezer, <laughs> you know, because you couldn't yeah. do it all at once because how would your child sleep at that well, night? Or you could just say, do you need to punish your stuffed animal? <laughs> <laughs> You're in timeout, to... and so is Buster. So is Buster. <laughs> That's funny. That's interesting. I had never heard of that one. Mm, had neither. Hmm. 
Um, well, I'm at the phase, so you may or may not know that I have a three-nager, which I affectionately call my um, son a three-nager, although he'll be four in the next mm. few months. So what will I call him then? I See, don't know. This Gonna is, come this up is with an issue one. that I'm already worrying about. Yep. Um, but he, um, he, I still have to help him wash his hands, which I don't have a problem with because... There's a little bit of that whole, you know, if I blink, he's going to grow up and be going off to college. So when he can't reach the sink on his own and I still have to lift him up because even though I have a stool, it's not quite high enough. Yeah. Now, there are definitely mornings where I'm annoyed by this fact that I have to help him. But I'm trying to, like, be sweet and sentimental and say, oh, the days are long, but the years are short, blah, blah, blah. Um, I have to help <laughs> him wash his hands. However, there are times where it's like the soap goes everywhere. You oh, yeah. found a hack for this. Oh, yeah, I did. I thought it was pretty brilliant. You know, the pump on the top of the soap dispenser, then you wrap a rubber band around the tube between the pump and the actual bottle, and they can't push it down as far. And you tried this with your grandson, right? I did, because he had filled the sink with soap, <laughs> which I kind of went, oh, well, there's a problem. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it worked. It actually worked. So he still gets the um, independence of pumping the soap, but without the mess. Yeah, without Genius. a sink full of soap. Absolutely. Well, yep. there's a good one. Yep. Um, speaking of bathroom chaos, um, when Lincoln was little, I had one of those crazy overpriced, um, I don't even know what it was called, things to keep him safe in the bathtub. But there's oh, yeah, the hello. ones that cost your generation $4,000. Yeah, because we spend crazy amounts of yeah. money on everything, right. whatever. Yep. But we also throw fancy schmancy baby showers for every child we have. So this is how we get all of these, <laughs> these gifts. I'm just, um, I'm, I'm spilling all of our secrets. But a simple laundry basket ah. will totally keep your kid safe in the tub. So you stick the laundry basket in the bathtub, mm -hmm. fill it with water, mm -hmm. the, bath, the whole bathtub it is, mm -hmm. and they're confined to the laundry basket Yeah, until they're space. like six. I'm kidding. Well, and besides, you could just take that laundry basket everywhere you go. Well, exactly. And just say, here, we're going to the living room now. <laughs> Since you're a little high over. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, sometimes you do just need a, a smaller space where they can be safer and more confined. Um, I mean, this doesn't work for my kid now. But although sometimes I do find I can entertain him by just bringing out a laundry basket that he hasn't seen for a couple of weeks. And then he's putting all of his Legos and everything in it and having Love a it. good old time with a laundry basket. And that costs $2.52. Exactly. Perfect. Exactly. Perfect. Uh, speaking of Legos, I oh. know you have a, um, a serious solution for Lego issues. So my kid loves Legos and I have spent way too much money on Legos, which is a separate conversation, yes. but they're everywhere. And I know that they probably need a good washing. They do. And what you do is you take the mesh bag that you put delicates and things like that in. Like a laundry you, bag? The laundry bag. Yeah, the laundry bag, the mesh one. And then you fill it with Legos, you stick them in the washing machine, and you wash those puppies. Inside the mesh bag. Inside this the mesh genius. bag. Yeah, you probably have to hang them in the garage to dry because they will drip all over the house after it's done. But um, yeah, you wash them, they're clean and usable again. So the germs kind of go away. So this is like a double whammy because part of my problem is that I'm constantly buying my three and a half year old Lego sets that are for five and eight year olds. That's one separate problem. But as his Lego collection grows... Julie, is this a, I'm going to list my motherhood prob problems yes, issue? This okay. has become an uh, all about me session. Okay. Um, 
But you could, with this hack, you could actually do buying Legos in bulk off of somebody, you know, off of Craigslist or whatever, sure. without worrying about where have those Legos been. Wash you buy them. the cheap bulk Legos from eBay or the mom swap group that you're on and wash them in the washer. Absolutely. Genius. Great idea. Now, speaking of Legos, please tell me about your nephew, is yeah, it? Yeah, that has some nephew. really cool um, just hacks for organizing Legos. Yeah, he does. Um, one thing he has, his company is called Creative. QT for okay. quality time. Oh, okay. He and his wife built the business. And if you'll go on Amazon and look up Creative QT, you will find the tiles, the Lego tiles that you can stick to the wall, you can stick to a table, and you can create your own um, building locations. Mm. So they're at least localized. And, you know, he's got some other things there, some other product as well. But I'm so proud of Adam. He's They're great parents of Five children, and they've come up with some great ideas. On well, I realized I had ordered some of his um, base plates. I didn't even realize they were his company until they came in the mail. I had ordered them for um, my son's Lego table because I wanted to take a large play space and convert it into a Lego table. So I bought an activity table, and then I bought these aftermarket base plates, which I found out later were your nephew's company, Creative QT, and they're perfect. And my son loves them, and he builds off of them, and they're super handy. You can stick them anywhere. So yep. Yep. super, super smart. All right. Enough about Legos. Goodness gracious. Um, I love your idea of turning everything into a race. Talk to me about that one. Oh yeah. Do you want to get something accomplished with your child? Ask them to beat you at it. Doesn't <laughs> matter so what true. it is. Ask them if they can win this challenge. It could be, uh, cleaning dishes. It could be running to the bathroom to brush their teeth. Mm. It could be how fast you brush your teeth. Mm. Make everything a race. I like it. I, I know I um, have resorted to um, reverse psychology. You won't eat that sandwich. Don't you eat that sandwich. That's my sandwich. <laughs> it's shocking how it works every single time. And I would like to thank my mother-in-law actually for that one because I witnessed That's her great. do it. And he starts giggling his head off and like scarfing down that food. Yeah. So reverse psychology or turn it into a race. And all of a sudden that thing is done. It's doable. Um, speaking of mother-in-law, here's a great idea. On daylight savings time. Uh, uh, is that not a painful? And it's coming up again. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I will be arranging for a sleepover for that whole week. Oh, so you Because just, my kid takes a week okay. to two weeks to adjust. You hand your child off to your grandparent who doesn't mind whether they're sleeping or waking no. or whatever, and they'll just dote on them and you can get your rest instead of waking up at some Absolutely. ungodly hour. You are welcome for daylight savings. Just send them to somebody else's house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Part of the reason we need these hacks, Darlene, is we have this issue that seems to be unsolvable, and it's that we keep saying we have to do all of the things. We can't say no. And that's its own problem. It is its own problem. But I'm here to tell you, absolutely throw that one out the window because you do not have to do everything. You just have to do something. So I'm trying to work. I'm trying to um, have, you know, some health balance in my own life where I can get to the gym and cook and eat healthy. I'm trying to um, have friendships that are meaningful and valuable. I'm trying to um, be a part of my kid's school life and know his teachers and volunteer. And I'm trying to be a part of a um, book club with some of my girlfriends. Do you see all the <laughs> Julia, things I'm trying just, to do? This is called it's obnoxious. I've lost my mind. Yes. Yep. So are you saying that maybe I can't do all of those things? You cannot and don't want to do all of those things. Instead of a weekly play date, um, 
go take your child to and their friend to the zoo once every three months. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a killer date. So it makes up for a whole lot of other ones that you didn't do. Or, you know, you say you want to volunteer. Um, Julie, you do not have to be your child's room mother. Oh, good. <laughs> you do oh, not. Good. You do not. But go on the field trip. Mm. They have one or two field trips a year. Go on a field trip. You've put in a day. Your kid's thrilled you're there. Mm, And you've done enough. So it's picking some of the things, but not overcommitting yourself. Yes. I like this idea. I definitely need to try that. Um, I think another one that we get caught up in is comparing. Well, we know we get caught up comparing ourselves. Episode two. Thank you very much. Um, But... You know, the the vacation idea that spring break is coming and I need to have this amazing out of town Uber thousands of dollars trip lined up for my kid or I don't love him. Uh, yes. No? no. A little over, little over the top? Yeah, it's real over the top and we all do it. It's like the amusement park every single vacation or, you know, we're going to the beach and renting the condo there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're getting into some pricey stuff. And in reality, the memories that are created have more to do with the experiences you've shared than the location that you went to or whether Mickey showed up or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get scared of Mickey. Yeah, well, there you go. Keep him afraid of Mickey for a while, and then you don't save have me to some serious money. save you some real big cash. And it, there's nothing wrong with doing those, but just don't think that has to be every time. In mm-hmm. fact, you don't even have to leave town to create a great vacation, which we all call staycation at this point. Stay home and do some creative things at your house. I mean, I know for a fact there are things in our town that we haven't done that I keep thinking, I need to do that. I should do that. I should take him to that. So I think that's right. Forcing myself to, you know, this year, we're not going to make big plans to go somewhere, but we're going to take a chunk of days and hit the high spots in our own community. I know for a fact we have an article or two about staycation, so I'll be sure to link to that in the show notes. Um why you should maybe take a second look at why staycations can be just as meaningful um, for quality time for Absolutely. your family. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Here's one that when I saw this on the outline, I just breathed a big sigh of relief. Just letting yourself be okay with clean is clean enough. Yeah. Absolutely. When I said that my house got clean when my girls went to college. It is absolutely the truth. <laughs> and no one was destroyed by the fact that my floors could be dirty. Just as long as we didn't stick to them, it kind of was fine. You know? <laughs> and then when you were sticking there, it's spot cleaning. Yeah, I'm cleaning exactly, that one sticky area. <laughs> exactly. Clean enough is indeed clean enough. No, you do not have to have a spotless home to be a great mom. In fact, I think you're a great mom if you don't. Mm, oh, I like it. That might have to be the one-liner for the show. <laughs> I could get behind that. Um, and then are, are there any hacks that you can think of to kind of get your kid involved in the cleaning process? Oh, you bet. Um, you mean as far as their chores and things like that? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't think I'm really into chores yet, but I'm I'm excited about when that happens. But I mean, anything come to mind to get your kids involved in helping your house to be clean enough? Yeah, I think one thing you need to establish with your child is that they participate in just regular things. Like even your two-year-old or mm-hmm. three-year-old can take their plate from wherever they're eating and carry it to the kitchen sink. Mm-hmm. Um, they can pick up the laundry basket, get the laundry basket, throw it in a room. They can pick up their toys and put it in a laundry basket if yeah. they don't do anything else. Yeah, I started, um, and I probably like six or seven months ago, just making a point of when we get home, I want you to take your shoes and socks off, put your shoes in this one spot, your socks here. And I was amazed at how quickly he picked it up. And I thought to myself, I probably should have been doing that a long time ago. 
Yeah, and I don't think they have to be chores. I almost think that you separate it. This is just life. This is your responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. This is how we live because we help each other so we can survive. So, you know, yours may be as simple as leaving your socks in a certain place or putting your dirty clothes in that hamper that wherever it is. It could Mm -hmm. be under the bed if that works for them. (laughs) Um, But just simple life things. Now, I mean, then you also, there's the element of um, some smart ways to get your kid excited about being involved in cleaning or doing their chores. So we've actually joked before about how our generation comes up with a reward system for every little thing to a ridiculous level, but it may be a good idea to create some sort of reward system to get your kid kind of on board to doing some chores. Yeah. You can create a chore chart or a, you know, a board where they pull down the ones they do and they have allowances or rewards or things that you will do with them that are different than normal um, in in response to them actually fulfilling it. I read, oh, Julie, this cracked me up. I read someone said there's an opportunity jar where you put in chores in a jar. My girls would have been on the floor laughing about that one. They would have gone, <laughs> like, so seriously. instead of calling it chores, they yeah. were opportunities. They were That's opportunities. Amazing. Yeah, my my girls would have headed out the door on that one and said, dream on, Mom. There are other opportunities I could tell you about. <laughs> this isn't one of them. Uh, we millennial moms, we are funny. I yeah. mean, you got to give us that at least. At least we're entertaining. Yep. But yeah, I mean, I do think there is some power behind creating some sort of reward system, but I think it doesn't always need to be a monetary item reward. I love your idea of um, you complete all your chores and maybe that means we get, you know, 30 minute uninterrupted mommy and me time. That's your reward instead of it being another set of Legos. (laughs) Goodness, Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Um, I've actually seen it going around the internet, um, the idea of changing your Wi-Fi password um, oh, yes. and your kid doesn't get their, you know, screen time for the day. Maybe they finish their, their homework. They help with the dishes. They, you know, started the laundry, whatever um, is on their list of things. And once they complete those tasks, then they can get the Wi-Fi password of the day to be able to play a game or, you know, um, talk with their friends on whatever approved social media you may allow them on. Um, but not until they've uh, finished their tasks. I, I think that's genius. That. And besides it establishes mom's in control of the Wi-Fi. Absolutely. Yeah. No, well, you know idea. what I did see is now they have cute little pre-made chalkboards that have the Wi-Fi password written on it, and you just erase it and write it for the day because, of course, of course, we would now be able to sell something that already <laughs> says Wi-Fi password. Okay, you can't just paint the wall with chalk paint and do it on there. That is but... a lot of work. I'd much rather buy the chalkboard that already has written on it Wi-Fi password. I legit saw that the other day at Michael's, and I'm like, I chuckled at like, yeah. I might buy that. That's an opportunity, Julie. That's <laughs> it's an, an opportunity. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, what about some maybe hacks that can kind of help with behavioral issues? I mean, not that my child ever misbehaves, but anything come to mind with dealing with when your kid is, you know, acting a fool? <laughs> acting a fool. Every child acts a fool. Yes. Okay. I want to start with this. Remember, moms. Um, sometimes behavior is an indication of something other than just acting a fool. If your toddler is having a meltdown, are they tired? Are they hungry? You kind of have to divide them, whether it's just I am throwing a tantrum because I want something or I am exhausted Mm -hmm. and I've had it with life. 
I have been there multiple times where I start to get frustrated with the way Lincoln's acting. And then I realized, hmm, you ate three bites of dinner and it's an hour past bedtime. I should expect nothing more than what is happening right now. Hurry, let us run to your bedroom. (laughs) So that's more on me than it is on him. So I think that's smart, kind of just doing a mental checklist. Are you tired? Are you hungry? Um, And do you need a diaper change? Whatever, depending on your kid. Um, You know, has it been an emotionally exhausting day? You know, did your preteen come home having a very difficult interaction with her friends today? And now she's literally losing it because it was just an emotionally taxing day. These things do need to be considered before you address behavioral issues. And then once you've considered it, you just need to decide, well, it doesn't fit in that criteria. They are really just being ornery. All right. So then um, once you have decided or determined whether the behavior is because of some other, whether they're tired or whether they're hormonal or Mm -hmm. whether no matter what it is, and then you go, no, they're just being ornery and showing their real nature at this point. <laughs> their childness. Their childness. <laughs> their <Then> humanness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you have to have already established, depending on the age, because mm-hmm. it changes, mm-hmm. um, what will your next step be? Mm-hmm. You know, What kind of consequences you um, implement based on the type of behavior? Yeah. Type of behavior and age. And that's a whole nother conversation we're not going to have today. But um, let me just give you this hack. Think them out in advance. Come up with plans, no matter what the age is, in advance of that moment. Because at that moment, your emotions will take over and you may choose some things that are completely off the wall that you go, oh, you have to go back later and say, I'm sorry, I lost my mind at that point. Mm -hmm. Totally. And I actually was reading an article you wrote recently, um, Who's the Authority, um, and that idea of you need to have consequences, but only talking about consequences you're willing to actually deliver on. So I'll be sure to link to that in the episode because it was like, whoa, as I'm reading it, I'm like, oh, I need to do so much better in this area. And I know it's for my good and my son's good. So um, figuring those out, those out in advance and then, of course, actually following through on them. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, the good in routines and oh. habits, you know, those kinds of things that um, are good for everyone involved. Yeah, they are. And, you know, when I raised my girls, we were in the music business. So some of my routines were pretty impractical because I would throw them on a tour bus with me or something when they were two and three years old. So it wasn't like I could do my eight o'clock bed reading. It would be more like after we loaded the gear out of the venue and we're in the tour bus at 1230, maybe we'll read a book then. Um, So mine was a little odd, but at the same time, they knew when we laid down to read a book, it was nap time. Mm. No matter what the hour was, Mm -hmm. it was nap time or it was nighttime. And so creating some of those routines where one action leads obviously to the next because Mm. you've created the pattern kind of makes your life a little bit more controlled. It's like sending signals to your child's brain. That, oh, we're doing this. That means it's time for the obvious next thing that usually happens. Um, I think there's also a lot of um, wisdom and benefit that comes from having some regular traditions. Now, often when you think traditions, you think Christmas or whatever, but having like some regular routine traditions that you do throughout your normal life too, that your child can look forward to. So like maybe there's something you always do on the weekend at some point that 
brings your family together. It's a way that you relax and make memories together. Um, for us, we love Panera and our family legitimately does. And I remember, um, Lincoln was pretty young and wasn't even talking that much, but he said to me one day, like Panera, like, when are we going to Panera? And I was like, (laughs) Oh, I'm so proud. Um, but that is a, that's a family bonding time for us to make a point to visit Panera on the weekend as a family. Yeah. And you don't have to do everything in the home and do a Pinterest moment. Um, <laughs> although growing up, this was a thousand years ago, my mother on Saturday mornings would take pre-canned biscuits, put holes in them and stick them in the fryer. And we would wake up smelling yeah, donuts. donuts made from biscuits and sugar. And Saturday mornings, it was like, man, this is awesome. That does sound awesome. Yeah. I mean, you had me at donut, really. That's the real truth. (laughs) Donut's an easy word for you, isn't it? (laughs) But yeah, just having little things that um, they're they're a memory making, they're a marker for your family, and they just, they kind of raise morale in the family (laughs) and help you to have a little bit of sanity, for sure. Um, anything else that you can think of? I know that you had a a good hack for, um, your kid having maybe irrational fears, which we are struggling with in this season too. Yeah. You know, you don't have to be logical per se about it. You don't have to go, well, there's no monster under your bed. Um, cause their imagination, there's a certain age where their imagination leads their thought processes, Mm -hmm. which is kind of wonderful because they can dream all kinds of things, but fearful things too. So, um, Get a bottle, spray bottle, fill it with water, put a couple of scent oils in if you want, and say, this is your monster spray. I like it. Yeah, and all you have to do is spray it, and the monsters go away. And they actually believe it because they're so active in their brain. Um, (laughs) But, you know, it kind of solves it without trying big explanations, knowing that their fears will subside later. Just give them a quick fix now. That's so funny. My son has been scared of bears. Um, and I've really tried explaining that bears don't live near us. Although in the back of my mind, I'm like, actually they do. So this <laughs> is awkward. Do. I feel like I'm lying <laughs> to you, but you don't need to be scared of bears. Um, but even just what you said, like logically trying to explain it to him isn't going to help, but coming up with a fun, you know, way to help him feel like I don't have to be worried because we did the bear spray and we're good might be something I should try. Yeah. And real bear spray, you don't want to give him because it really does spray bears. And also (laughs) we do, we do have a home where there are bears in the mountains and I have a Marine horn that I'll take on walks with me because they run when they hear the Marine horn, not a good nighttime Thing. Yeah, ritual in the city. <laughs> yeah. In, in my townhouse development. Exactly. I don't think my neighbors, neighbors would, would like you. that, considering yeah. I heard my neighbor sneeze the other day. Oh, I'm no. pretty sure <laughs> they'd hear the bear horn. But I yes. like the idea of a spray. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I have to share a hack that somebody just gave to me um, literally in the last couple of weeks, and it's for um, communication. So obviously, I sometimes like to have adult conversations, you know, just uh-huh. call me crazy. But sometimes I like to have a conversation with adults and my child is present. And I had recently taught him and I was very proud of myself to say, excuse me, mommy, when he wanted to speak while I was speaking sure. and he yeah. was doing a great job. That's and great. Yay, go him. Um, except then we ran into, he would be standing there. Excuse me, mommy, excuse, excuse me, mommy, excuse, excuse me. me. Uh-huh. The whole time I'm talking. Yeah. And I'm trying not to swat him so that he could stop talking <laughs> so that I could talk. He was um, saying good words. So you Yes. And yeah. it's like, oh, I'm so proud of you for saying excuse Quit me. Quit now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I saw someone share this hack to teach your child instead of to interrupt you by saying excuse me, but to train them to come up to you and silently lay their hand on your wrist or wherever, you know, your knee, your wrist, whatever we did wrist, um, 
so that he learned to silently show me that he wanted to say something and to wait until I looked him in the face and say, you know, yes, bud, how can I help you? Now, when I read that, I thought it was insane. Of course, that's not going to work. But I tried it. And? and within three days, he was able to start doing it. Well, and I think when you set the conditions and repeat them, they get it. They know that it's their opportunity to interrupt you in a permissible way. I like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I just want to say, so my kid's three and a half and he was able to pick it up. And I'm just saying it is going to change the interactions uh, with other people around. So you might want to try that one for when your kid interrupts you. Okay. You have one child. You don't have more. But once you add a second or a third or whatever you choose your quantity I can only imagine how the chaos just multiplies. It does. And sibling rivalry, sibling bickering, Mm -hmm. it's just part of the process. Oh, I remember it with my little sister. Yeah, it is part of the process. Well, I didn't try this one, but I saw it and I think it's brilliant, is what's called a uh, get-along shirt. Tell me more. Okay. What they did is they took a man-sized t-shirt and simply took a Sharpie and wrote, get along shirt. And so if they, if the children were fighting, they made them get in the same shirt. That is amazing. One arm through one (laughs) armhole, the other child's arm through the, and they could not get out of it until they learned to talk civilly to one another. That is amazing. It's like I love it. Child prison. It's like it's, <laughs> it's miserable. I seriously am putting out a challenge to any of our friends who would be willing to try this hack and post a picture of on their of of them using this get along shirt on their social media and please tag us. Use our hashtag written grace life so that we can see it because one we just want to applaud you. Another and we laugh. have got to see these two kids in one shirt. Absolutely. Somebody pretty please pronto. Yep. There's another one I saw too, Julie, and that is after if they're in the middle of a fight, give each of them a bottle of Windex, a roll of paper towel, put one outside the window, one inside the window, and they have to clean the window at the same time looking eyeball to eyeball. <laughs> okay? I'm loving this because this has so many benefits. It, there are so many benefits to this one. Truly, by the time they're halfway through cleaning, they've made so many funny faces at each other that they're laughing. The argument is over. The other is... Obviously, you get a clean window. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever had a window that's clean on both sides. Yeah. Maybe I need another kit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel no. like that will bring a few more problems before I get to it clean windows, would. though, huh? Yep, absolutely. I love this idea. So to you moms out there with multiples, those are two hacks that you can implement right away. And again, please take a picture and let us know when you are using them. Yeah. So here's the deal. These are just a few hacks that could be helpful in different areas of your motherhood journey. Um, we know that mama ain't easy. It, it is not easy. Nope. Um, and so we would encourage you to try one or two or any of these hacks. And then, of course, let us know if you've got one that you are finding is saving your life, giving you time. Please share it with us so we can include it next time we um, talk a little bit more about mother here, motherhood here on the podcast. Um, but give these hacks a try because we want you to get a little bit more time in your day. So we like to end every single episode with a quote, and I really love this one because I think it's kind of true. And well, sometimes you just need to laugh at yourself, especially in motherhood. So my kids call it yelling when I raise my voice. I call it motivational speaking for the selective listener. And there you have it. And there's a hearty amen to that. Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project. 
Take a few minutes and head over to iTunes to rate and review the show so more people can find us. And be sure to subscribe so you never miss an upcoming episode. If you can think of a friend who could benefit from this episode or the show in general, please be sure to share us with her. And for all the details on today's episode, find the show notes by heading to thegritandgraceproject.org. You can follow us on social so you miss nothing that we're sharing throughout the week on all things living a grit and grace life. We'll catch you on the next one.